What's up, everybody? Joseph back with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on local Dallas-Fort Worth creatives that inspire me. My guest today, my special guest today, is Cynthia Smoot. Hello, Cynthia. Hi. I'm so flattered that I inspire you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you oh, you have no <laughs> idea. You inspire me hardcore. Um, Cynthia Smoot runs CynthiaSmoot.com, and uh, she is a uh, lifestyle uh, lifestylist, uh, um, a lifestyle expert. Help me out here. Yeah. Lifestyle expert. I'm a publicist. I'm a blogger. I'm a, I freelance for other publications. I'm a lifestyle contributor to morning television, but primarily what I focus on is Dallas and what I think gives Dallas its flavor. The people, places, things, event. I tell you what you want to know about the city. Yeah, and you do, and uh, you found me years ago. I mm-hmm. uh, was it like, gosh, because I know all the cool people, and you're uh, very cool. Jason. I'm blushing. You can't see behind this uh, <laughs> pop filter, but yeah, I'm blushing. Um, yeah, yeah. How did how did how did you find me? How did we find each other? It was like three, four years ago, five. I don't even remember. Okay, it was a while back. I can't remember specifically what event we were at or how I stumbled onto your photography. It was through your it was through your photography. I do know that. I'm just not sure exactly how, but um, I just started seeing your work at various events, hanging in various you know buildings, and I just think your work is super incredible. Aww. And then I met you, and you know, got to know the man behind the camera. And uh, you've uh, given me a shout out multiple times, and I very much appreciate that on record now. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you're so welcome. So uh, I want to go into you. Now it's your turn. How'd you get started in all this? So I've worked in marketing and advertising my entire career, some 30 plus years. And um, at some point, in 2008, I decided that it would be fun to start a blog. Um, I have one child, a son, and all of my family lives outside of Dallas, most of them outside the state of Texas. And so blogging was fairly new back in the mid-2000s. And I thought, you know, this would just be a fun way to keep my family kind of up to date with, um, you know, my family, where we were going, what we were doing in the city. And honestly, I had no thought that anybody else outside of my immediate family would really be looking at it. And what happened was I sort of discovered this whole mommy blogger community online. And I think especially being a first time parent, it was very validating to read other people's stories of how they were parenting and how they were potty training and how they were getting their kid off the pacifier. And, you know, it it just makes you feel good that you're not totally screwing it up. Um, And so that's kind of how it started. And fortunately, living in Dallas, we have an amazing blogger community. And so then I started connecting locally with other bloggers and going, being invited to events. And I mean, I remember specifically one day I was so excited to tell my husband that Glade had reached out to me to see if I wanted to get a free sample of their new toilet bowl cleaner. Like I was like, I have toilet made free it. toilet bowl cleaners. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're going to send me a free toilet bowl cleaner. It was like the best day. Oh, lucky. And oh. so, so I sort of was, um, in this whole mommy blogger scene for the first couple of years. And that's sort of how it started. And, 
it was just for me, I am a very obviously working in marketing. I'm a very creative person. I love photography. I love creative writing and I love getting out and meeting people. And so the blog for me was sort of a, a way to combine all of these things that I liked to do. And so it just became a really fun hobby for me, um, which sort of also turned into a great networking lead source for the agency that I later came into. So it kind of has all organically worked together. Yeah. And this agency? Was it, uh... So my husband and I own a lifestyle um, advertising firm called Gangway Advertising. Gangway Advertising. And so we work with what I call the fun stuff, lifestyle, fashion, retail, travel, beauty, restaurants, bars. Yeah. All the, kind all of the, all fun... the stuff I blog about too. Yeah. And all, and all the fun stuff. Right. So uh, you and your husband developed this uh, project as well, and this is, is what you do for full-time for the most part? or Yes, yeah, so my full-time job is I work as a publicist and social media strategist for Gangway Advertising. Okay. Um, my husband does more of like um, art direction, websites, digital work, and... Um, and so the blog for me is still today a hobby. I always say, how lucky am I to have a hobby that pays me where most people pay for their hobby, whether it's golf or tennis or hunting. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Whenever you, you put yourself out there, you took this idea that you had and you you found an audience, you found a niche, uh, you know, and you put it out there. I well, think I think it's sort of the epitome of do what you love and the money will follow. Also, as somebody who worked in advertising. That's what we hope. Yeah, that's what we hope. <laughs> well, I was on the sales side. I, I was never a journalist. I was never in editorial. That was not my... I was in selling ads at the Dallas Observer for 12 years is where I started. Then I went to D Magazine. So I my... Um, experience was on the sales side. And so as somebody who did that for a living, it wasn't very hard for me to figure out how to monetize this blog. It was very similar to how I, mon you know, I sold the newspaper in terms of um, selling advertising and creating sponsorships and packages. So that was something that, for you know, fortunately was sort of second nature to me. And that's kind of how I started monetizing my blog. It makes so much sense why you're so successful connecting with so many people. You have that marketing experience. Exactly. And as a publicist, what I do is sell people's stories. What, what are you currently actually doing now? So, like I said, I started the blog in 2008 and was just sort of in that whole mommy blogger scene for the first couple of years. What happened was my son hit middle school. And so literally, I love this story. It was about three weeks into his seventh grade year. And he came home one day, stomped into my office and said, why am I on the internet? And I was like, uh -oh. huh? What are you talking about? Well, apparently their teacher during homeroom had had everybody Google their name. They were doing some sort of experiment. And of course, nothing came up for anybody except my son, who, you know, pages and pages of photographs and videos and articles, and everybody was like, whoa. And he was like, I mean, he had heard me talk about the blog, and he knew I took pictures of him all the time. But I think until that moment, he had never really put it together, what that actually meant. So he basically, in his, you know, um, 10, 11 year old way said to me, you know, this party you've been having is over and I'm trying to build some street cred here and you are <laughs> crushing it. So Mom. we literally sat in my office for about three hours and I had to go through every blog post I had written with him. And he said, that can stay, that can stay, that one's got to come down. And he basically edited the whole blog 
and made me pull out, you know, a handful of, you know, him in the bath, the bubble bath tub. And, uh, you had a bubble bath photo of him. Oh, well, yeah. Ah. Yeah. See that. Yeah. You, you embarrassed him. Yeah. Yeah. So all that had to come out. And so from that day, so he basically gave me an ultimatum and said, you are no longer allowed to take my picture unless you ask me first. And I say, it's okay, which for a boy is like never. And so, you know, I kind of, realized at that moment that you know he he's his own person and it wasn't really fair for me to make him the center of attention for my um you know personal gain or amusement and so but I loved what I was doing so I'm like you know I don't want to just abandon this thing that I've been working for two or three years on and I you know I had advertisers I had readers and I loved it And so I took a couple of days and basically what I decided to do was just flip the camera around instead of, and instead of my family being the subject of the blog, I just started talking about where I went and who I met. And that's really when it started to evolve into the lifestyle format that you see today. And so again, having worked in print for so many years, I knew a lot of the journalists and publicists in town. And so I just sent out an email and I said, hey, don't know if you realize, but I have a blog. And if you're having any cool events, I'd love to cover them. And here's what I'm doing. And again, blogging was so new at the time that I think every, you know, uh, listen, as a publicist, you're just looking to get press for your client. And so any press you're getting is great. The one more line on your media recap. So people just started inviting me places, and that's kind of how it all started. That's cool. So I want, I'm want i going to pry into this. Uh, what is the first event or the first thing that happened to you that you're like, okay, I think I'm going to make it. I think this is going to really work out. Somebody you met, a place you went to. Well, I think that was sort of a slow build. I mean, you know, in the beginning, you're, you're walking into – you know, a media dinner or a fashion show. And I didn't know anybody. I mean, this whole society charity like scene was not my world. And so Yvonne Crum is really the um, socialite who sort of took me under her wing. And she just took a liking to me. And she every time I ran into Yvonne at an event, she would literally link arms with me and trot me around the room and introduce me to all of her friends and be like, did you know Cynthia has a blog? It's called Oh So Cynthia and you need to read it. And so it was kind of like everybody was like, well, if Yvonne likes her, she must be cool. And and so she was I call her my fairy godmother because (laughs) she's really the one that sort of gave me her stamp of approval which then, you know, led other people to invite me to their parties and start talking to me and sharing, you know, information with me. Um, and I think that was really important. And that's great that you, uh, you, you acknowledge that and you still do today. Well, and I like, think that's one of the reasons when, you know, you mentioned at the beginning that I, you know, had given you a shout out. And I think that that always really stuck with me, that it's because when I was nobody, somebody took me under their wing and saw some promise in me that I am where I am today. And so I feel like it's so important to do that for, you know, young people coming onto the scene or people who have just moved here who don't know anybody. It's like, I'm interested in who you are, not who you know, or where you grew up. And so for me, part of what I love about the blog is that I think everybody has a story to tell. Everybody. 
It's just, are you going to take the time to listen? And so that's what I love doing is, is there's nothing more fun to me than just tripping on to somebody completely new at a party and I start talking to them and they just have this riveting, incredible story and I get to be the one to share it and introduce them to Dallas. It's like, that's so fun for me to find, to find this little golden nugget in the rough and say like, look what I found and share this amazing story about somebody who is going to change the landscape of our city. Can you think of anybody off the top of your head that you, you've had that situation? Maybe drop a name or you, can you, is there anybody you can think well, of? Well, listen, I'm also not taking credit for anybody's success and saying, no, 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 no. You're just know, putting, make them you're shining a spotlight on them. Like um, you're saying you, you had, they have a story to tell. Maybe. Sure. Well, I mean, I love, um, Gosh, especially with our fashion scene, I think we have so many great fashion designers. We do. And so I love shining a spotlight. Essie Azinabor, I was one of the first people to really, I think, take notice of her work. And now, I mean, her her designs are being seen on red carpets in Hollywood. She's getting national recognition. Um, Courtney Kerr was another person that oh, I, I met her, yeah. really early on before she started filming her show on Bravo, Most Eligible, and just saw her talent right off the bat for her, her personality. And now she, you know, she went on to have her own show on Bravo. Her fashion blog has exploded. And now she's, you know, I think one of the leading bloggers in the country who travels nationally and, um, you know, I love to say I knew them when and that maybe I played some little small part in helping other people find them. Yeah, yeah. And I know you like Bravo. You have a Bravo pillow right <laughs> behind you. What's the story with that pillow? Um, so, yes, I am a Bravo fan. I am reality TV obsessed. So growing up, my mother watched soap operas and I think that was sort of that generation 50s 60s 70s soap operas were kind of what housewives watch during the day while you're cooking and cleaning house so I always say reality tv is my generation's soap opera so I am obsessed with you know all the housewives shows um Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race. I love those competition shows. This particular pillow behind me with the Bravo logo on it came from the Real Housewives of Dallas premiere party that they held here. Oh, fancy. That I <laughs> sort of walked out with. Oh, no, they gave it to you. Wink. I'm winking. Yeah, that was our uh, take-home gift. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I like it. It fits well. And it matches you. It's white, white. You're wearing white as well. White and blue, actually. It mm -hmm. actually matches the pillow. So, well, what's uh, what's the coolest pl party thing you've ever been to, invited to? You get invited to a lot of stuff. That I get invited to a lot of cool parties. And, you know, for me, I, I love blogging because I don't necessarily care to be the center of attention and for me writing sort of means I get to hang back and be a fly on the wall I've always been much more in a, of an observer so I love to sort of just sit back and sort of watch the chaos swirl in front of me we are connecting right now <laughs> I, I'm a photographer that's why right? you hide behind the camera I speak your language exactly yes, yes. okay all right. Well, um, no, no particular party where you just it went off the chain. Nothing like that. Oh my gosh! Are we saving those for another podcast or well, something? Well, yeah, there have been many. I mean, um, you know, when when Richard Branson launched Virgin Airlines here 
and came to town. That was a super fun party. Um, he had Willie Nelson in at the Windspear. Oh, I'd kill to meet Willie Nelson. And, you know, Richard Branson came. It, so they had the press conference was at Love Field. Richard comes off of his, you know, walks down his um, the stairs from the airplane, and he's in chaps and a Western shirt, and he's got you know gets a rope and he's trying to lasso i mean it was just you know stuff like that that's just hilarious oh that sounds like a good so i've just i've met so many amazing you know celebrities presidents entertainers i mean it's just you know it it's a pinch me moment all the time when i say like i can't believe i'm sitting in a room with yeah, Rob yeah. Lowe or, you know, Beyonce. You're just like, how did I get here? They're just regular people. Yeah. And like I said, you're like, you're kind of like, I see you as like a little child with the, like you're inspired and you go after the balloon or whatever it is out <laughs> in the distance. And I think a lot of people pick it up. I think we're intuitive and, uh, you know, subconsciously. And I think we just kind of pick up on that. And I think people that uh, revolve around you rotate or orbit or whatever the word is, I think they just sense your natural innocence and curiosity. And so you, you just attract those kind of people, whether you like it or not. Um, but, uh, so I wanted to talk with you a bit, a little bit about the evolution of blogging and where do you think, uh, like maybe how it started, you already explained a little bit how you started, but where you think it's going and you, you've, you started down a road, but you've gone down a lot of different roads with this. What, what's your take on this progression of blogging? And Well, we talked a little bit about this when you and I were kind of putting the format of this show together and you said, how do you want me to introduce you? And, you know, should I, you know, introduce you as a blogger? And I, I said, I kind of cringe when people introduce me as a blogger because today I feel like I'm so much more than just a blogger. And I don't even know that the word, I mean, the word influencer is typically what I use because I don't have another good word for it. But I think what started with the blog back in 2008 today has evolved to, you know, I, like I said, I am a freelance writer for several publications, Dallas Hotel Magazine. Um, I've written for Where, um, for Society Texas, which is a lifestyle publication distributed throughout the state of Texas. So I write regularly for those. I'm a regular um, lifestyle correspondent for Good Morning Texas. So really, I see myself as a storyteller, and I have multiple vehicles to tell my story. The blog today is just one of them. So, you know, that's how I see myself really as a storyteller. And that's really what I do in my real life job as a publicist. I am a storyteller. I love to to share, find people who have amazing stories or do something super cool and tell people about it. That's what I do at work and that's what I do with the blog. So it's sort of that's that's my thing. I am a connector. I love connecting people with things they need to know about. Right, right. And, and you do it very well. And that's quite an arsenal of, uh, of uh, people that you've worked with, some really good people. Um, well, uh, do, what, what are some of the, uh, the, the, I also like to share, like, uh, you, you've told me things in the past and it's got me motivated, got me inspired, um, like do this or do that. Or, you know, maybe you'll say something like you, you announced me on a, what was it? Uh, good morning, Texas. I think you gave me a shout mm. out on Instagram to follow. Well, I think today, you know, I see there's, you just have to stay on top of it because technology is so rapidly changing. So, you know, 
10 years ago, blogging was the hot platform. That's what everybody was launching a blog. Well, today, everybody's launching a podcast. Right. That's the hot new thing. And in 10 years, it'll be something else. So I think the trick is, is just you have to be plugged in and you have to pay attention because things move and change and evolve so quickly. Um, so, you know, for instance, there's a lot of people today, I'll go to media dinners, like let's say there's a new restaurant opening and I get invited. They'll have a handful of people there that are just Instagrammers. That's it. They don't have a blog. Instagram kind of rules the world. They don't right write for now. anybody else. They don't have a TV show. They're just on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was I was at a dinner the other night and I was laughing to one of the people I was sitting next with. And I said, you know, ten years ago I remember being when I was the new kid on the block, going to these media dinners for a new restaurant opening, and I'd be sitting there with the food reviewer for you know, magazine and a newspaper here and a TV show here. And they'd all be looking at me like, why is she here? She's not a journalist. Like, what is this blog thing? And I, and I had to scratch and claw and fight to earn their respect. Today, I'm the one sitting at the table going, Look at those people with an Instagram account. Why are they here? It's uh, like now I'm the crusty old broad. So oh, man. We, we were just laughing about that. But it's like that's just how things, that just shows you how rapidly things change and they just don't stay the same. And um, and everybody's got their thing and that's okay. Like, I, you know, I love Instagram too. It's amazing. Um and so it's, you know, that's to me, that's the great thing is that there is no longer just one way to get your message out. You know, whereas in 1950, there were four TV channels and you had your daily newspaper and that was it. Billboards. You know, today you have such a variety of ways to express yourself, to tell your story, to advertise your business. Um, and, you know, that's a blessing and a curse because it makes it hard to know where to put your dollars and, and focus your efforts. But as the creator, the content creator, it really allows you to do what you love to do. If you're a visual person, like you're a photographer, so I would imagine Instagram is probably your, probably your most favorite social platform because it allows you to express creatively the thing that you love to do. And for other people, it might be, um, you know, vlogging and creating material for YouTube because they're more, you know, they love video. So, I mean, to me, that's what's fun about today is that you're not just pigeonholed into one way to, sh to tell your stories. That's true. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. Um, and you mentioned YouTube at the end. I wasn't planning on bringing in YouTube, but I've seen a lot of people, uh, bloggers, photographers, journalists jumping on that platform. And I've noticed it on Instagram as well, where it's going to the Instagram stories, AKA Snapchat. <laughs> um, but, uh, what's your take on the whole video? Like, you know, having an emotion. I know you do some of those on Instagram. Well, I think video is becoming increasingly important for bloggers or, or people that are, you know, trying to cover something. Well, I think if you're looking to monetize your content videos where it's at, and if you're a brand looking to 
get your story across, videos where it's at because, and I hate to say this to you who is a photographer, but you know, you can relay in 20 seconds a video a thousand times more than you can with a flat image. No, you can't. No, you can't. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lies. Sorry, Joseph. Uh, but you know, it's like I can, you can, I can tell you a story and you can hear the emotion in my voice and you can sense the passion and the excitement. And you know, it just, it, it translates so much more than a, a, photo, a photograph could. And so it's just, you know, it, it takes your story to a whole nother level in 30 seconds. And, um, and so, and it's also, like I said, it's just, if you're looking to monetize content, I think YouTube and, and video and Instagram stories, like that's where the monetization opportunity is. Do you, uh, do you, what do you think at the next phase of things in this evolution uh, chat that we're having, where do you think, is it going to go into VR? Do you think there's going to be like virtual blogging tours? Where do you, where do you think this is the next step is going to be the next? I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting. I feel like you know, things expand before and then they contract. And so, you know, right now we're sort of in this age where there's been a technology explosion yeah. in the last 20 years. And, you know, again, we've gone from having the yellow pages being the primary advertising vehicle to now yellow pages only exist online. And so, um, you know, it's almost like there are, it, it gets to a point where maybe there might be too many options and so I think, you know, you're going to see sort of cream rise to the top. And so a lot of these things I think are going to fall away or get folded into other platforms um, because at some point there's, there's only so much time in the day and social media can be such a time suck. So you have to think, how is this enhancing my life? Where do I want to spend my time? What is effective, especially if you're doing this as a business, like you can't be everywhere. You just, so you've got to figure out for your brand, where can you be that is the most effective? And I think that's why people kind of end up focusing on one or two platforms because you just can't do everything. There's not enough time. Yeah. And I totally agree on that as someone who uses social media and the internet to promote my work. I mean, you get a different audience. And there are things that I like personally that are not necessarily, you know, there's what I like personally, and then there is what I do for my brand. Those may or may not be the same things, and I think Pinterest is a good example. Um, I like Pinterest. It's a great place for me to find recipes, but it's not something I use for my brand. That's not where my audience is, and I think you really have to understand that notion and be able to separate your personal life from your business life. Don't shoot it down just yet. My understanding is that's where Instagram's going. That's who they're going after next is Pinterest. Well, like I said, these platforms are going to start folding into each other. So how that will evolve, we will see. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you 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 put a lot of stuff out there, and I'm sure you get a lot of feedback from different people. Um, do you feel uh, that bloggers uh, have a role in society? I mean, uh, do you feel like we're important? How do you feel that, like, you know, that you're important? Well, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that, I, you know, am I important? Mm, I don't know that important is the right word. I think that I'm another way to... Or sh- it's important to, to get a story out there or important to... Well, I, listen, I think any marketing study that you read tells you that that influencers are where brands are putting their money yes and micro influencers are in 2019 where brands are looking to put their money so you know at first it was kim kardashian 
And now they're realizing that maybe it's not people like Kim Kardashian that are going to move the needle for my brand. Maybe it's more people like Cynthia Smoot, who's a big fish in a small pond versus being a minnow in the ocean. And so really micro influencers are people who are, have a voice in their community however big that community is. And that's really where you see the engagement is when it's somebody who you know and you trust or you just like their opinion and you want to emulate their lifestyle. It's those people um, that are really working on a smaller scale that are more effective for brands than sometimes these big name celebrities. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with you. Or 110%? <laughs> You're like 110% girl. Um, that, uh, yeah, it's, it's all about the community. It's, uh, I, I, me, I've, I've worked with a few, uh, uh, companies, marketing companies that hired me as an influencer. It's so random, a photographer. I'm not, I'll go to these things and, and, uh, you see these girls wearing the hats and the leather pants and they're doing the selfies and I'm just like looking at lighting and I've got all, I don't, it's a do- totally different way of thinking. <laughs> right. I, I'm a fish out of water, but, uh, the still, but under, you have an audience and, yeah, yeah, and, and your audience is engaged with yeah. you and you create conversation. And that's what brands are looking for. People who can move the needle with authentic engagement, true conversation. And, um, you know, that is what is really valuable to a brand is creating those meaningful conversations. And that, yeah, that's it. And your community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've always been a f- person that focused more on quality over quantity. So I think in the beginning of social media, the metric was all about numbers. How many followers did you have? And it was, and that's why people started creating these pa- platforms where you could buy likes, right? Because it was all about, I need to look like I'm important. Therefore, I need to buy followers and have these fake numbers so that I look important to brands and to the public at large. Well, now, today, people are realizing that that's actually the worst thing you could do because, you know, if you post up a picture and it's like, you have 200,000 followers on Instagram, why are your photos only getting 150 (laughs) likes and two comments? So it's like buying followers can hurt you because it, it shows in the ratio of your engagement. So I'd rather have 10,000 followers that are all that are authentic and real and be creating an a true community than have all these fake numbers that mean nothing. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm just we're just preach. I know, I know. Praise, <laughs> praise. Yeah. Um so you get a lot of questions, I'm sure, with all your experience. And I'm, I think now and then when I see you, uh, I ask you questions as well. What are some of the most common questions you get for, from people that, uh, that want to become a, a blogger or a writer or whatever? What are we, um, put the mic on you now. Say, is there anything? Well, I think the, the main thing people want to know is just, you know, tell me your story. And it's like, how did, you, how did you get into this? Or how did you end up on, you know, working with you know, TV or, um, and I think, you know, I always say, you know, you're, I can tell you my story. It's not going to be your story because you're not me. So, but I think it helps give people kind of some insight and some inspiration on how they can apply it to their life or where they want to go. So I think that's why doing shows like this is so fun because I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that my story helps inspire somebody um, or show you that, you know, you don't have to just be pigeonholed to one thing. Um, For me, it's just about, you know, again, do what you love. And it's all about, I mean, if it, it it needs to be a labor of love because 
creating a blog or a podcast, like it's a lot of work. And so it needs to be fun and you need to be getting something out of it. Even if you're getting money out of it, if it's not fun for you to do, you're not going to be able to maintain it long term because it's just going to become like, oh, it's such a chore and I don't want to do it. And, you know, so for me, I've just always been like, I just want to have fun. And going to parties is fun. And meeting celebrities is fun. And drinking champagne is fun. Going to fashion shows, that's a lot of fun. And meeting cool people like you, fun. So for me, this is just, it's it's a total joy. It's a labor of love. And I've just, I've enjoyed every minute of it. And and I don't know where it's going to take me. We'll see. Yeah, you don't want to know anyways. No. No, it's just, you're on the journey. You're enjoying it. I'm living in the moment. Living the life. La vida loca. That's right. Uh, Labor of Love is a really good beer, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You kept saying that. I was like, that's one of my favorite beers. That's a Deep Ellum one, anyways. Um but uh, it's interesting your take. You got to enjoy, uh, and that's how that's that's how I. You got to enjoy the number. I get question. I get a lot of technical questions. I don't know if you know, uh, like photographers and uh, and uh, podcasters, anybody that deals with a lot of electronics. A lot of our questions are technical. Well, they're sure. Like, yeah, they're like, what, what camera are you using? Whoa, whoa. Dude, but, I just got a point and click. I'm you, using yeah. an iPhone because I never took a photography course. I don't know anything about lighting and how to manually adjust and is it DSL or, yeah, I don't know any of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually was expecting you to say, oh, well, what, 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 what websites do you <laughs> use and blah, 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 all these technical stuff. So I'm glad that you said that because uh, what you said was... Um, that's that, why I hire you. You have to be happy. Oh, okay. okay. Um, you you got to be happy. You got to love what you do. You got to love what you do. And I'll say that too. I'll say, well, do you you want to? Okay, so you want to you want to uh, do what I do? Do you love? Do you like taking photos? Do you like doing it? Well, it always makes me cringe when somebody says. Um, I want to start a blog to make money. How do you make money? Cause I'm going to start a blog cause I want, I'm going to, that's going to be my job. I'm going to make a living and I'm starting a blog and I'm like, well, you've already failed. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, yeah, you just, you just have to love what you do and it just comes naturally. What is it? The Beatles? We're going to quote the Beatles now. The love that you, uh, I'm snapping too. <laughs> The love that I don't you know where you're going give is equal to the love that you take. Sure, that sounds good. Oh, you're not a Beatles fan? I am. You are? Okay. I, apparently, I don't sound like I'm a Beatles fan because I couldn't even, I messed that lyric up. <laughs> the love that you give is equal to the love that you take. It sounds good. Let's so go with it. Put love out there and you're going to get love Love is back. all you need. I know that one. Love is all you need. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I think this is a lot of good information, and I'm I'm glad I got some of your uh, some of your story out there. Again, Thank you. you're uh, you've been inspiring me for a while, and I'm glad you uh, came on the podcast. Well, I love what you're doing. I love focusing on creatives because normally we're the one telling other people's stories. So it's fun for you to be shining a light on the people, flipping the camera around, changing it up. Look at you. No cameras here yet. Look at you. Uh, it's, it's an evolution. Well, thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you. And I will, hopefully I'll bring you uh, back for something else, maybe thank some you. party stories or other, other tips and whatever. But, um, so to learn more about me, you can go to CynthiaSmoot.com or check out my blog at OhSoCynthia.com. And I will put those links in uh, the description and on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, Simplecast. You're, you're everywhere. You name it, it'll be there. Yeah, it's all there. Okay, well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Until next time, stay creative.